him and he is awesome and magnificent. I give him glory today in the name of Jesus. Yes. Uh, all right, can you stand for the reading of the word? Amen. We're gonna go ahead and jump into this thing. Thank God for the praise. He's been singing and ushering in the presence. Gave us a whole concert. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> Sung it all in this morning. Amen. Yes. Yes. A praise and worship concert. Amen. But we are grateful for them using their gift for God. Amen. So of all children included, everybody can stand for the reading of the of God's word. And it's in Mark chapter 8, verse 25. We're just going to start with one verse. We're going to dig into this thing. Give me about 25, 30 minutes of your undivided attention. And we'll be on the road. Mark 8. Mark chapter 8, verse 25. And it says this message version. So Jesus laid hands on his eyes again. The man looked hard and realized that he had recovered Perfect sight. You, Saw everything bright in 2020 focus. Amen. If you don't mind, look at somebody and tell them I got 2020 focus. Tell somebody else they don't believe you. Amen. Tell them I got 2020 focus. Amen. You may sir. be seated in the presence of the Lord. Uh, going to the optometrist is something I've been doing since I was 10 years old. Uh, for those that don't know, the optometrist is the eye doctor. I'm nearsighted, which means I can't see far away. Your boy can't see. I am kind of blind. Praise God. Amen. Uh, I just can't see. Those that can feel my pain know what it's like when you can't see. All the squinting in the world ain't going to help me. Amen. I just can't see. If it's not in my face, I can't read it. But going to the eye doctor, after they test you for glaucoma, uh, they put you on a machine called an optical fortifer. And they put it in front of your face. They tell you to lean forward. And she, be, and my, my, my optometrist is a woman. She begins to click and ask you to read the lines. Praise God. Amen. And uh, some of those lenses are so bad, they look the same as when I don't got glasses on. Amen. I can't see anything. It's blurry. I can't see anything. And she continues to go until you can read the bottom row. Now, sometimes I can read the bottom row, but it's still not clear. She clicks on it, and I can see it, but sometimes I still got a squint. An A might look like an F. Uh, P might like a D. It's still kind of hard. I can see it, but it's hard. So I can see it, but I just can't see it clearly. Then she asks again, okay, let me try this lens. Boom, one or two. And she tries another one. And now I can see it, but it's more bright and it's more clear. I can see it perfectly now, even though I could see it before, I couldn't see it all the way. Can I suggest to you that we're going to receive all that God has for us this year? You got to be able to see things clearly now. You got to be able to focus and see it clearly. And it depends on what God is able to give you, what and who you are focusing on. Praise God. Amen. What and who are you are focusing on determines the blessing you're going to get. Now, let me be clear. 2020 is going to be a great year. I believe it in all my heart, soul, and mind, but it ain't going to happen by luck. Praise God. Not going to happen by magic. Not going to happen by hocus pocus. But for this year to be what we want it to be, you have to be intentional about 2020 focus. Amen? All right, let's dig into the text. Mark 8, 22. It says this. They arrived at Bethesda. Some people brought a sightless man and begged Jesus to give him a healing touch. It's no secret to my Bible readers. This text is about clear vision. It's, it's no secret. But let's start with those who have no vision, man. Uh, uh, the text says it was a sightless man. 
Uh, I personally believe the saddest thing a man can be is a sightless man. Wow. A man, not a man that don't have stuff, not yeah. a man that don't have a house yeah. or a car, but a man that has no sight or no vision. I really believe that's the saddest thing you can be. Uh, it was Helen Keller. I shared this with you before. And when she was interviewed, she was a blind and deaf lady. And they asked her, what is worse than being blind? She said, being born with sight but no vision. My God, my God. It's a shame that we can have sight. We can see and have no vision, no direction of where our life is going to be. We're just going to and fro. So it's important for us to have sight and vision. Amen. So I'm crazy enough to believe this, that the right sight will give me the right stuff. My God. Amen. Amen. I'm just crazy enough to believe the right sight will give me the right stuff. What do you mean, Pastor? If I see myself walking righteously, that means I know God got some right stuff stored up for me. Um, If I can see myself with the right mate, I'm going to have the right marriage. Praise God. Uh, If I can see myself holding that diploma, that means I know I'm going to finish school. Uh, If I can see myself in my dream job, I know I can take the necessary steps to get there, man. What I see is what I get. So having your eyes focused on the right sight gets you the right stuff. Sir, that's good. That's good, sir. It's early in the message, but we missed a critical question. How did this man get on Jesus' radar? I'm glad you asked, praise God. Uh, uh, the text opens up saying by some people brought him to Jesus. Uh, my God, my God, somebody got that. Uh, 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 we don't know who some people are. We don't know that. Uh, but some people deserve some credit, amen. Uh, 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 everyone preaches about the unusual power of the Prince of Peace. We know who Jesus is. Everybody preaches about the healing hand that is on upon the Savior, amen. He has healing in his hands. Everybody know he has victory in his voice. He tells demons to come out, and they come out. He touch you, you the life has changed. Everybody knows about that, but I like to see this text right here because some unselfish people brought somebody to Jesus. Ah, I love that. I love that. I love that. No doubt some people in this massive crowd, as we know, crowds were clinging to Christ. Uh, thousands would be following him wherever he went, but some people who had major needs, I know they had needs themselves, but this text says not one person asked for their own personal miracle. Not one person asked Jesus to heal their issues. Everybody in the Jesus, everybody in the crowd asked Jesus to heal this one man. My God, my God. Uh, in 2020, I need some people, no pun intended, praise God. I need some people that uh don't know, don't have all they needs, don't have all they wants, but they selfless, selfless enough to beg God to help somebody else. Amen. Uh, yeah, I need some prayers around me. Amen. I need some intercessors around me. I need God to say, I need people to say, God, I need you to heal such and such. I need God, I need you to work out their marriage. Amen. I know God, I need you to help out their children, oh God. God, I need you to touch them right now in the name of Jesus, oh God. God, I need you to bless other people because they are hurting right now. I know I got needs. I know I don't have all I want. I know I'm tripping right now. I know my life could be better, but I see a need by one of your children, so I'm asking God you to bless them. Watch this. God, bless my pastor and first lady, oh God. Help them, oh God. Pray for them. We need prayers and intercessors. Jesus, who is the epitome, the perfect example of selflessness. He put us above himself. Amen. Uh, 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 he went and, 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 and said, you know what? I'm going to die for them, Father. Wow. Then you can beat me with lashes. I'm going to die for them, Father. Yeah. They can put a crown of thorns on my head. I'm going to die for them, Father. They can take spikes and put it in my hands and my feet. I'm going to die for them, Father. I'm going to go in a tomb and lay there for three days, Father. I'm going to go and rise again all for them, Father. And it trips me out because we know this, that when we are selfless, that means God's getting ready to set us up for a blessing. Yeah. Uh, when you are selfless, God getting ready to set you up. Well, how do you know? Because Jesus, who did all that, 
when he got to heaven, he got a seat right next to the Father. Amen. God said, I'm going to put you in a chair next to me now because you were selfless and died for them. Now, I'm going to give you a name that's above all names. Now, I'm going to give you a seat right here in my throne. You are above all people. So, it is a blessing in being selflessness. Let's, let's, let's look at the text, Mark 8 and 23. Jesus took the blind man by the hand and led him out the village. Wow. Then spitting on the man's eyes, he laid his hands on him and asked, can you see anything now? <laughs> yes. Wow, wow. Yes. So as far as known, I, I haven't read anything else in the Bible, but this is the only miracle that took place in stages. Come on. Yeah, if I learn anything over my tenure of just being in church and being saved, amen, or my short time as being a pastor, I learned this, that God works with everybody differently. Yeah, he works with everybody differently. Sometimes people have a suddenly change. Because I was one of them and scared my life. Praise God, amen. That I was just hanging with the boys and doing what I was doing, and then God began to work on me. It took some weeks, but when he did it, it changed. Uh, uh, they said, what happened my buddy? He, 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 he makes now. What happened? He didn't change his whole life. He don't want to go to the club. He don't want to go drink. He don't want to go smoke. It was a sudden change. God shook me up. But everybody doesn't have that testimony. And God shared that with me. Because some people get saved in stages. Your healing, your deliverance comes in stages. See, theologically, we call this, this is what we call theologically. Come on, go to school with me for a minute. Uh, progressive sanctification. Progressive sanctification. So, progressive sanctification is the process in a Christian's life in which he or she is made progressively more holy. The word sanctified means to set apart and be holy. So, it's three types of sanctification. Uh, the first one is positional sanctification. Say positional. Positional sanctification is the fact that God declares a Christian to be holy as soon as they believe in Christ. Yeah, yeah. As soon as you believe in Jesus, God says you are holy. You mine. You mine. You mine. That's why the Bible says you are a royal priesthood, a chosen generation, trying to encourage you and call you what you already are. Because us, we don't see it because we know we got issues. We know we're not perfect. We know we jacked up. We don't see it. But the Bible encourages us to call yourself what God calls you. Because when you believe in Christ, God says you holy. Okay, okay, y'all don't feel me. Uh, uh, go to the book of Zechariah when you get home in chapter 3. I love that. You see you see Joshua was the high priest, and he's standing before God. And then he's standing there before God, and guess who shows up? The devil like none other, right? Satan shows up and begins to accuse him and says, no, he can't come before you, God. He's no good. He's dirty. He's a sinner. And then God says, Satan, I rebuke you. Uh, uh, he's dirty. He's a sinner. But God says, no, nah, I rebuke you. See them sins? I took them away. And now I'm going to take off his dirty, smoky clothes and put new clothes on him. I'm going to give him a new turban on his head because I took away your sins. Amen. So when you get saved and you believe in Jesus, God says you are clean. You are holy. I see you with the blood of my son. You are covered with the blood of Jesus. You are made new. So that's positional sanctification. And what we're talking about is progressive sanctification. It is the journey of producing Less and less acts of a sinful nature. Amen. Uh, Galatians 5, 19 to 23. Again, read that when you get home. But it depicts our sinful nature. The Apostle Paul is telling the Galatians about the works of the flesh. And in there, he listed 18 specific sins. My God, say 18. Amen. And I'm sure one of us, we got some of them 18. Amen. We might have three times, but two times nine in there. Amen. We might have a couple of them. But, but, but he lists all these sins. And he says all of this is part or has to die, and the only way it dies is through the works of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit empowers you. That's why as soon as he gets done listening to sins, he moves on to the fruit of the Spirit. He says that's why love can conquer that. That's why joy can give you this. That's why peace can give you this. That's why long suffering helps you to fight off those temptations. That's why kindness. 
the fruit of the spirit that begins to work in you and makes your works in your flesh become less and less. That only happens by praying and reading the word of God. That's why Paul says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, what? He is a new creation. All things have passed away and behold, all things become new. God begins to work new in us. But it's progressive sanctification. We're growing to be more and more like Christ. And the last one is ultimate sanctification. That's when we get to heaven and receive our new bodies. Praise God. Amen. That's the day when it's going to be a glorious day, man. I ain't got to act holy. I am holy. Praise God. That when I'm in his presence, he's going to give me a new body. Watch this. It's going to be so awesome that I'm going to be in Jesus' presence and I don't even need faith no more. Praise God. Amen. It's going to be so awesome that we are right there and we get to feel that love. Amen. No more pain. No more sin. No more shame. No more hurt. That is the ultimate sanctification. Amen. So looking at those three things, it amazes me that now after 13 years of being saved there's some stuff I just got fixed we're the real, we're the real section there praise God I'm looking for the real section that after being saved for 13 years there's some stuff I just got fixed praise God and then and then and then to stress me out as I got to thinking about this as I'm standing here preaching today it's still some stuff that I'm still working on praise God amen that, that I ain't arrived yet praise God that I need Jesus like you need Jesus amen that I ain't arrived if you don't mind uh, just lean on your neighbor and say please be patient with me God working on me amen please be patient I know I know I got some issues but he's still working on me uh, 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 I know I know it's a pastor I know you got Bible degrees but guess what he's still working on me praise God I know I got some issues but he's still working on me but the one thing I want you to remember don't never let him quit working See, when you quit letting him work in, that be the moment you get comfortable in your sin. That's the moment you get comfortable in your mess. That's the moment when you get depressed and get down out and get drugged through the mud. Why? Because you got comfortable in your sin. No, 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 no. I need him to keep working on me until the day Christ returns because I need him to get rid of these desires. I need to search him wholeheartedly so he can help me be who he called me to be. Amen. Oh man, let me let me hurry up and we can get out of here. Praise God, Amen. Uh, 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 Jesus asked the man. He said, "Look here, do you see anything?" The man replied and said, uh, uh, "I see men as trees walking." The man's sight was not completely healed. He only saw faintly or dimly. He, he didn't see everything. His eyes were still foggy. Well, maybe this is why Paul said this. Uh, let me go to First Corinthians uh, uh, thirteen and twelve. Says this. We don't yet see things clearly. Yeah. We're squinting in a fog, peering through a mist. But it won't be long before weather clears and the sun shines bright. Amen. We'll see it all then. See it as clearly as God sees us, knowing him directly just as he knows us. Amen. So Paul was talking about spiritual gifts and love in this text. Because they were arguing about spiritual gifts and who can speak in tongues and who can do this and who can do that. And Paul was like, hold up, play. I can, I can speak in more tongues than all y'all, man. But that ain't what it's about. It's about love. So he was letting them know that, yeah, you can see, but you don't see clearly yet. That God got so much more in store. That God got so much more than a tongue. And if you can't love, your tongue don't really mean nothing, praise God. He's trying to teach them that, yeah, you got gifts and you got talents, but you don't even see clearly what God has in store for us. God is about to blow our minds when we get to see him. So we really only get to see a glimpse of the glory of God while we're on this earth. Amen. So, 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 so here we are. Here we are in the text today. Mark 8 and 24. It says, he looked up. I see men that look like walking trees. No one can deny that even a real authentic touch from Jesus, this man still had an issue. We know Jesus touched him, but he still had an issue. Well, what was his issue, Pastor? It was this clarity of vision. I can feel in my spirit somebody saying, God, give me clarity. Uh, uh, even if I don't like what I see, I need some clarity. Uh, even if he break up with me, I need some clarity. 
Even if I got to move on from this job, I need some clarity. Even if I got to lose some of my friends, I need some clarity. Even if I got to get out of here, if I got to move away, if I got to get somewhere, I need some clarity in my life. Things are not clear. God, remove me from this environment so I can get some clarity. It is the importance of clarity where we find peace of mind. It is the importance of clarity where we find secureness in Jesus. So we're asking God to make things clear. Look at this. And verse 10 says this. Then Jesus placed his hand on the man's eyes a second time. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, okay, that's, that's the God's word version. Let's look at New Living Translation. Then Jesus placed his hands on the man's eyes again. Uh-huh. Uh, scholars have argued forever on why Jesus had to touch the man more than once. Because like I said, no other healing, everything else. Jesus said it, it happened. Jesus touched him, it happened. If they touched Jesus, it happened. But only here is different. Some argue and say, you know what? Jesus used spit, and that left his sight unclear after the first touch to challenge his faith. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe he didn't believe all the way. Maybe Jesus said, you know what, I'm going to do partial of it because I can see your heart. I know how you really feel. And, and, and if you want this healing, brother, you're going to have to believe it. Amen. Praise God. Because maybe that's where you are on your walk. Amen. It's you halfway in and halfway out. That's your faith that got you where it need to be. And God said, I got your healing. I got your deliverance. I'm going to move how you need me to move. But I need you to up your faith. Amen. I need you to know I can and I am that I am that I am. I am able to do it all. Uh, 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 I argue that, but, but, but Jesus didn't fix him completely. Mm-hmm. Was to remind us that if we keep living, we're gonna have to ask God, please, God, please, what we're gonna have to ask God, touch me again, praise God, amen, amen. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I need some saved folk in here that been through something, amen. That, that, that if you've been living long enough, you're gonna have to ask God, touch me again. I don't care if you bishop, elect, elder, pastor, deacon, minister, I don't care who you are, if you've been touched by God, at some point in your life, you're gonna need God to touch me again. I dare you to humble yourself right now. Throw your hands up and say, God, touch me again. I dare you to humble yourself and say, God, I need you to touch me right now, God. I need you to touch me. I know one touch can't do it, but I need another touch. I need some more. I can say that's the issues. My heart's still hurting. My mind's still messed up. My peace ain't with me. I'm struggling right now, God. I need another touch, oh God. I need you to do a greater work in my life. I need you to rearrange my heart. I need you to shake up my faith. I need you to stir me up right now, God. Please touch me again, oh God. Uh, uh, touch me again, oh God. Uh, uh, homiletically in the B clause of verse 25, Eugene, Peters, Eugene Peterson's message version is the preacher's dream for this year. Yeah, that's what we started off with. Let me go back to it. It says that the man looked hard and realized that he had recovered perfect sight and saw everything in bright 2020 focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it right there. That, that, that's, that's a preacher's dream. 2020 focus. We know we're in 2020. And, and I'm about to get out of here, y'all. I promise. I told you I wasn't going to keep you long. But let's, let me give you three things that I think we should focus on in 2020. And I get out your way. But we got to focus, y'all. God is calling us to focus. And the first thing he says is, we got to focus on our families. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we got to focus on our family. If we look at the city of Indianapolis, it's out of control. And I got to believe because ain't nobody focused on the families. Because ain't nobody thinking about their spouses. Ain't nobody thinking about their children. If you're not married, ain't nobody focused on saying, how am I going to raise up something that was better than me? I'm trying to be the best husband I can be. I'm trying to be the best father I can be. Then I'm trying to be the best pastor I can be. Yeah, I got to have it in order. Amen. I can't be the best pastor and not the best husband. I can't be 
the best pastor and not the best father. You gotta have it in order. We got to focus on our family. Amen. I gotta make sure me and Lady Thomas good. Because if me and her ain't good, me and the kids probably ain't gonna be good anyway. Praise God. Amen. If we had a dog, the dog wouldn't be good with me either, man. Amen. Praise God. That that the first thing I gotta make sure that we good, amen. If we ain't good, it's a problem in our household. And then I gotta make sure Destiny, Miracle, and Daniel and me good. I gotta make sure they know I'm there, that I love, that I'm here to support them, amen. I gotta focus on my family. I have to make sure that I'm caring for the people, the flock that God has entrusted me in. Because y'all my family too, praise God, amen. That, that we realize that, that, that our family extends above blood, amen. Uh, Jesus said this, who is my mother, who is my brother, and who is my sister? But those that do the will of the Lord, amen. So if you a saved person, you a Christian, you my family too, amen. So I got to focus on you and give you some love and some time and some encouragement as well, amen. We got to focus on the family. We begin to focus on the family. I'm telling you, society will change. No doubt in my mind and my heart. That's good, sir. The next thing we got to do is focus on our finances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time to grow up a little bit. We got to focus on our finances. All of us got to get better, whether it be our credit scores, whether it be our being able to save money, whether it be being able to invest. We got to do things. God has blessed us with the mind to do things, but we got to take care of business. I got to make sure I'm using, maximizing the brain, the ability God gave me to obtain wealth. Amen. God got gifts and ideas and stuff in all of us, amen. But we got to make sure we are using that for his glory. Yeah, yeah, that's it, sir. Finances, I got to make sure I got some life insurance. Praise God. Uh, no gun, don't go for me, pages, amen. Then don't you know that some of these other other races, they reason they starting up these businesses and these grocery stores and these gas stations because they're living off dead people's money? Right. We're the only ones that don't get a head start in life. We, 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 we buy PlayStation, we buy Chick-fil-A, we buy McDonald's, and won't even buy a life insurance policy. And most of these other races get a head start in life just because they got life insurance. Just because they died and left them a couple hundred thousand. Just because they had a plan set out before them. And because we have a GoFundMe page, we're not getting nowhere. We're not getting ahead. We're repeating the cycle. It's time to destroy those cycles in the name of Jesus. Amen. I got to make sure that I'm honoring the house of God with my tithes and my offering. Yes. My finances, I got to make sure I'm honoring God with what he gave me. Because if, he, if I got, he don't give me the strength to go to work, I can't make nothing. If my brain don't work, I can't make nothing. If I can't walk, I can't make nothing. If my hands can't type or can't move, I can't make nothing. If my heart stop, I got nothing. So it's, I understand that I have to honor God because he honored me. He allowed me to wake up. He allowed me to breathe. It's why I give to him. It's why I'm giving him. And not only and God don't even want your money, he just wants your heart. Come on, that's it. But, it's, but our money be tied to our heart. That's why Jesus, that's why Jesus said, store for yourself treasures in heaven. Where your treasure is, your heart will be also. Why? Because money is tied to our heart. Our heart show where our money is because I spend my money on what's in my heart. Amen. So if I spend my money on my new clothes, my new shoes, my new dues, my new this, and then I'm done and I give God the leftover, it's really showing God where you are in my heart. I got, I, 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 I got to help out. I got, I got, I got to do ministry. I got, I got to feed the poor. We got to help poor people. Help single mothers. We got to help those that need help with clothing and outreach programs. We got to get into the inner city and help these youth. It's so much to do. And if everybody does a little bit, we can all do a lot. Praise God. Amen. It ain't about one person doing it all. If everybody play their part, play their role, and play their position, we can take over the city. Amen. But we got to be focused and intentional 
with our finances. Amen. Told you I'm almost out of here. Praise God. And, and, and thirdly, I need somebody to feel me on this one. I need to 2020. I need to focus on my faith. Praise God. Amen. Yeah, I need to focus on my faith. Uh, 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 um, I'm sorry. I just believe that if my faith ain't right, my family ain't gonna be right. That if my faith ain't right, my finances ain't gonna be right. That if my faith ain't there, uh, uh-uh, it ain't gonna work. Amen. I need God. I need my faith to go to another level. I need to be focused on my faith, and then I know I can feel God's presence this year. I need to be focused on my faith so I say, God, you can keep my heart pure this year. Amen. See, when I'm focused on my faith, I know no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Amen. When I'm focused on my faith, I know truly in goodness, mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. When I focus on my faith, I know God will bless me with righteousness. When I'm focused with faith, I know his favor will surround me like a shield. When I'm focused on my faith, the impossible becomes the possible. When I'm focused on my faith, I continue to move. When I'm focused on my faith, I walk by faith and not by sight. When I'm focused on my faith, nothing can stop me. When I'm focused on my faith, I believe God's will. I'm going to achieve God's will. I'm going to receive God's will for my life. When I'm focused on my faith, I need some faith with people that say, I'm focused on my faith this year. And I'm giving God all I got. My time, my talent, my treasure. I'm giving it all to him in the name of Jesus. And when my faith is right, my family's right. When my faith is right, my finances is right. And when my faith is right, me and God is right. And nothing matters if me and God ain't right. In the name of Jesus. We give you glory and honor and praise, oh God, for giving us together, oh God. We thank you for what you're doing right now, God. That you're taking us to a new level and you're introducing our faith. We thank you, oh God, for focus. Jesus. Good work. So as I come to a close, thank you, Lord. God has said we got to focus, y'all. Jesus. Society's in a bad place because we ain't focused. Yeah. Homes are broken because we're not focusing. Yeah. We focus it, we focus it, but not on the right stuff. Right. We focus on the wrong thing. And God said, Come here, y'all. Mm-hmm. I need y'all to focus on me. Mm-hmm. I want you to live your best life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, God said, I have plans for you. I know what I think of you. Good thoughts and not of yeah. evil. I got plans for you to prosper. I got plans for you. But I need you to focus. Because if I give you what I have for you and you're not focused, it might hurt you. It might be a burden instead of a blessing. It might mess you up. You might cost your life because you weren't ready to have what I had for you. And the devil's so conniving, he's going to give it to you when he know you ain't ready. He's so conniving, he's going to give it to you when your integrity's low. He's so conniving, he's going to give it to you when your heart's broken. He's so conniving, he's going to give it to you at your lowest point, thinking it's going to get you to where you need to be, but you're really broken. So it's time that we focus. God is calling for his people to focus. And everybody stand there real quick as we get ready. And I don't know where you're at in your life. I don't know what's going on with your life. But if you made up your mind and said, God, I need to focus. You need to come make your way today. Say, God, I need to refocus. Because it's early in 2020, but I got off a little bit. I need to refocus. I need to refocus on you, first of all, God, that my faith gets to where it needs to be. I need to refocus my family, oh God, where I need to be. I need to refocus my finances, oh God, but I need to focus on you first. So if you know you need God, and only you and God know, if you know you need God, you need to be saved, or you need to rededicate your life, I'm going to ask you to make your way right now. If you need to be saved, or you need to rededicate your life, I'm going to ask you to make your way right now. Because God is calling you. God is saying, look here, I'm here for you. I love you and I care. And I'm here to help you to be what I've called you to be. But you got to move in faith. I'm here to hold your hand, but I need you to take the first step. 
I'm here to guide you, but I need you to take the first step. So many times we get clogged up and we don't want to take the first step. So God is saying, look here, I need you. I need you to move in faith. If you need to be saved or you need to rededicate your life to Christ, I don't know where the case may be. If you need something from God, make your way right here, right now. Our encouragement every Sunday is what? To go home, not to go home the same way you came. You should leave encouraged. You should leave empowered. You should leave ready to flow and do what God has called you to do. So if you know you need something for God, and only you know, I'm just using God. God is using me to, to, to get you where you need to be. If you know you need something from God, if you know you need to be saved, if you know that you haven't been following Christ, if you only you know, if you know that, say, God, today I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to focus. I'm going to be committed to you. I'm going to commit my heart and my mind to you. I'm going to commit and give it to you, God, because I can't, I, I can't make it without you. I can't live without you. I can't move without you, oh God. Help me to be able to focus on God in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Does anybody need special prayer? Anybody need special prayer or anything? Does anybody need special prayer? Glory to God, glory to God. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, oh God. We thank you, oh God. We praise you, oh God, for these individuals.